0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Food for Thought podcast. This is Hamza Zaidi, and with me is my co-host Mr. Vedant Kumar everyone. Please put your hands together.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that glorious introduction Hamza. Hi, I'm Vedant. Hello. And with us
0: today is a very special guest and not just any special guest he's a special guest as he is a very close friend of mine we go way back to our college days on the streets of new delhi grinding and grinding so mm-hmm. this is mr shivam Daga, and please give him a very warm applause
2: hi hi everyone hello hi amza how you done
0: hi hi shivam how you doing bro
2: i'm good How' yeah. how's yeah, you how's the I'm corona fine, days, i'm fine <laughs> i believe in no
0: Rona and corona it's actually a copyrighted line but fuck it i can say that so yes so hmm. uh, so i'll give the stage to mr shivam daga to tell us a bit about himself who is shivam daga what is shivam daga and why is shivam daga so hmm. shivam daga please sure. take it away tell sure. us
2: about you, thank sir. you thank you amza uh, so as you have already mentioned like we were uh, together in the graduation uh, like we were doing graduation from Maharaj Agrasen College, IP University. Uh, yeah. uh, after that, like basically I uh, chose to go towards MBA in Finance. Along with that, like I have done CFA as well. So uh, that's last level is still pending. Uh, apart from that, so basically like right now, I'm working at a company called Fab Analytics. So the, over there, like I am quite occupied with the, uh, making financial models and doing analysis. And right now, like we are also moving towards data visualization and data analytics. So, yeah, so basically like all the uh, currently, I'm uh, completely uh, uh, I'm completely involved in this finance uh, field. Yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: So I always knew that you had it in you when it came to finance. You were very good <laughs> with numbers. I still remember you and Kanekshya helping us with our assignments. <laughs> so, yes. So now you know who is Shyam Daga. So we'll start off with like the question, which is which we always start off with, is how has adulting been for you thus far, Mr. Daga? Like, everyone I... has their version of adulting and everyone, you know, knows the upsides and downsides of adulting. Mm-hmm. And since mm-hmm. this podcast is, you know, specifically related to the people who are of, you know, mm-hmm. our age group in their in the mid-20s, struggling with a right. lot of things. So, mm-hmm. how has it been for you thus far? I mean, what are the key takeaways of the last... Five to eight years. Of course, we don't count this year because this year has been completely off the charts. <laughs> canceled. The this year has been canceled. Yeah, this, this year <laughs> has been canceled. So, excluding 2020, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, how how it how it has been?
1: So, yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. how would you define adulting? Like, what is adulting for you exactly?
2: Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah. So, like, uh, uh, I'll start with answering the Vedan portion. So, like, uh, this adulting thing. Like, so we uh, we came to uh listen this verb uh, particular word so much in uh, recent uh, past years but, so i think adulting is like uh, what uh, all your experiences are in mean, how you basically grown up how, what uh, the challenges you saw and how to how you overcame uh, those challenges so basically like uh, yeah. in precise that is what adulting is all about and talking about my That's, personal yeah. experience so i would say it was not that uh, easy like especially the last few years uh, when uh, like because last few years were very crucial for me, as well as yeah. for, for everyone, yeah, for my uh, uh, of my age, uh, because I knew these years were going to decide the next 40, 50 years of my life. To be very honest, uh, hence uh, choosing the right career path was very important and uh, mm. uh, you might call me confused because Hamza called me confused uh, in particular this uh, <laughs> case which I'm going to share you so uh, but I can, uh, I call myself lucky that I uh, try uh, I try many different options before selecting this field like uh, the selecting this finance field uh, mm. so as Hamza knows like in the second year of my graduation uh, I worked mm. as a strategy business development delivery uh, that was a startup mm. After that, basically, uh, I joined an MLM company, a multi uh, multi-level marketing company. Uh, oh, please say the like name to...
0: of that company, my friend. Uh, uh, tell, <laughs> I, tell everyone what the name of
2: that company was. Uh, the company name, I don't think I was supposed, supposed to take that name. Uh, yeah. uh, but anyways, uh, the company name was Vestige. Uh, so now nah, yeah. the company was uh, quite good, but the, pro- the problem is like that particular thing that uh, that network marketing was not my cup of tea so anyways mm-hmm. like i get to learn a lot of uh, things from the, that too then later on in the third year uh, uh, i come i chose completely different uh, side so basically I, just, I decided to start open a restaurant or you may call it a cafe so that was a completely yeah. uh, different uh, side after that like uh, once uh, like i, I chose to uh, switch like later on again i uh, chose to switch uh, my path and i go uh, like i uh, started continuing with my education i go with the mba and cfa and now i am uh, working mm-hmm. as a full time financial analyst so like if you observe mm-hmm. like last few years will cover, cover completely different like i have tr- i have gone through all the different directions and then finally yeah. selected so i think like uh, yeah. that is a good thing that before uh, like finalizing one uh, particular uh, career path for me i have uh, gone mm-hmm. through many i tried many things and uh, got to experience a lot, got to learn a lot uh, from these uh, last few years. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like
0: I specifically, you know, very, uh, you know, truly agree agree with your line that you said about this. These couple of, you know, not this couple, but these five years will will have a crucial mm-hmm. point in deciding what our next 40 to 50 years will be. And exactly. I think that builds a lot of pleasure, uh, pressure in this time. Mm. Like every one of us who's going through you know, different kinds of things. Mm. That basically mm. causes a lot of pressure on every decision. Like you procrastinate so much.
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay,
0: maybe this is that decision which, which is going to change my life. Or that is the decision which i look back in the, after the 20 years and say, okay, that was the time. You know how that movie Three Idiots in the, exactly. when Raju, Raju was... <laughs> <laughs> Raju or Farhan, who who it was, Rancho. He was Rancho, like, if you yeah. didn't Rancho, yeah. If you didn't go to that taxi uh, mm-hmm. uh ask your father about, you know, I have to go to and do a on photography, uh, uh yeah, assignment. So, yeah, so also, that was yeah, oh. so yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But, and I also feel that uh, you know, this sort of sets the base for us. So for example, like uh, if after graduation we get this job, it pays us yeah. this much. It get, it makes us yeah. meet these kinds of people. So yeah. then that is that becomes like a new minimum. So in the future, yeah. when we are looking for any yeah. other job, we won't settle mm-hmm. for anything less than mm-hmm. that. Right? Yeah. 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 So I mean that is actually that can be like a very good thing. So if you like initially or like a very bad thing. So if you initially yeah. get a very high paying job or get a very good experience, then yeah. you might not want to take another risk later on in life that, you know, exactly. yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would go down, I would become an entrepreneur, I would start from scratch. And mm-hmm. so it can work both ways. But again, like it sets, so if you are someone that goes through jobs, like a, norm, like a salary job, wants to go through a salary mm-hmm. job structure in, later on in life, mm-hmm. then it sets like a very good base for you. So exactly, yeah, that.
2: that is... Of course. Yeah. And I think it's good to like if you face failure in the initial stages of your career. Because like that that set your mind for the future. Like you won't be that scared in the future with the failure. That's what my perspective Mm. is.
0: Yeah, that's a very good perspective because I was coming to that. I was just coming to cynicism. Like every one of us, or most of us, I I mean I Mm -hmm. I won't say everyone, but I'll just say most of us that whenever they've been, they've experienced a rock bottom stage in their life. And they've mm-hmm. crawled their way up that rock bottom. So then when they look back, they say, I mean, it, to me that happens. When I look back, I say, what the hell was wrong with me? I mean, that situation was easy, was easy for me. I shouldn't have gone down that path. I should have just, you know, said no or said yes at the right time. And I would have been fine. But then again, exactly. I run in my mind, then what if, what if I just, you know, tried to uh, steer myself to safety? I didn't have that experience of that rock bottom. Maybe mm-hmm. I would have been a different kind of person. Maybe I'm a better person because of that rock bottom, right? So right, right. I think that that's a very good, that's a you know very crucial thing when it comes to you know having experienced failure. Or I don't even say having experienced failure in this part of life. I would say you experience failure like in every stage, once or twice, mm-hmm. and that basically is up to you how to take that. Like I read a really good book. It is about Mar. Uh, I think you might, might uh, you might have read that book or heard about it the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah so i,
1: mean, I just heard,
2: yeah, heard right. about it yeah and uh, Shivam, do
1: you want to share some of your like experiences with failure what do you want
2: to yeah 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 Yeah. yeah so like i uh, yeah, yeah i will I like i mean to just, share just one
0: one piece.
2: Piece. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like as i mentioned like in the third year i started with a cafe so That was a completely like random decision, Uh, one uh, I took with one of my friends. So like we both started Mm. to start a cafe without any experience, without any formal education of hospital industry, without like any Mm. touch with that industry and and yet we started this restaurant. Uh, Our budget was completely uh, like our estimation was completely different. We almost got 10 times over our budget uh, while setting up this uh, restaurant and all. But later on, like within next uh, year or on, like uh, one and a half year, uh, like I personally started realizing that th- this thing is not worth uh, of, uh, like of investing any more money or investing any time. That was mm-hmm. basically a, like, uh, I would say the biggest failure of uh, my entire life. Like uh, since like I, I have not uh, like t- took any such big, big project uh, till now. So that was the biggest failure. And like I like later, uh, Later days I started realizing like uh, what I am doing here, like why I am here, like why I, in, I st- invested that much amount, that much time, like, because so I have almost.
1: to ask you a question, like, did you guys like invest your own money, like in the beginning?
2: No, 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 no. So that was one, yeah, no, not our own money, our parents' money, obviously. Uh, but the time was very crucial for me because like I have almost invested my two years of this particular, this particular phase, because as I've already mentioned, like last, these uh, few years, of everyone's life is the best and the most important uh, years of your life because like this will this is, these are going to set your uh, future ne- next 40 50 years so like wasting mm. two years from this period was uh, very like uh, cost turned out to be become very costly for me mm. that's why yeah
0: that, that that's that's pretty you know pretty true i think <clears throat> so so like the everyone says so running a restaurant or running uh, business which is in the hospitality industry is very nerve wracking, right? It is very difficult. It totally, is not totally, as yeah. easy as it looks, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah because, so I uh, totally agree. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go no, ahead. I totally, totally agree with you, Hamza, because like uh, this particular uh, feel, like this hospital industry, especially running a restaurant, is like uh, when you are running a restaurant, now you are uh, you're yourself asking for so many problems because like uh for first of all running a hospital hospitality industry like any restaurant or any hotels you need a number mm-hmm. of license you have to uh mm-hmm. like you have to deal with uh, lots of local authority uh mm-hmm. police uh fire fire uh fire departments and all so basically that requires lots of uh legal issues and all apart yeah, from yeah. that like uh on a, on a daily basis you are meeting daily new customers so like you will be getting uh uh yeah. people with different kind of attitude different kind of mindset so some will come with uh so like people will come with their different demands so uh, you can fulfill uh, some of their demands but uh yeah. sometimes sometimes like they argue or they ask you to do something which is not possible for you in that case like either you will have to uh, face their anger or something or they will like uh, these days what happens like uh, customers can easily go to the so- social media and all these Google mm-hmm. platform and start giving uh, bad reviews and all so just because we didn't fulfill their, uh, fulfill their demand which was not legally in fact not legally right I would not say like uh, not in a high but it was not legal. but in that case like it becomes difficult for a uh, restaurant or for a uh, uh, any uh, industry uh, like any uh, person working in the hospital industry to change its review, yeah. to change like to uh, again uh, like develop its image back to the uh, back into the market. Mm-hmm. So that's become, yeah, become I the big thing. I
0: agree. I think well, I know what you're referring to. You're referring to that time when you were when, like when you had that uh, the cafe open. I think the Delhi government they banned hookah, right? Yeah. So and that was had one. to deal with a lot of people that were mm-hmm. you know requesting we need the hookah and then they caused a lot
2: of problem yeah. with you. I think that's that's where exactly. you're referring to, right? In fact like sometimes what happened is like uh, I was not having any liquor license in my restaurant but yet people used to uh, put a demand like please allow us to bring our own booze Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll Mm -hmm. just uh, mix it with some uh, soft drinks and all but like that was not even uh, not legally right and uh, not ethically was uh, right right as well so that's why I didn't allow them but then I uh, obviously faced many backlashes
1: and many uh, negative reviews from the customers yeah i think yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The reviews part uh, is a very double edged sword like it gives consumers a lot of power and and, that, uh, and hmm. everyone is both a consumer as well as a restaurant. right like so if <laughs> yeah, so you it makes you think of reviews <laughs> in a new light so, yeah, so you uh, yeah. think twice before putting any maybe you think twice before putting any user review in some other's restaurant <laughs> like if i put this user review maybe it will spoil their whole business for a long. So Yeah,
0: people don't think that. I think people don't think that anyway. I mean, and not just in terms of putting a review. If you just see the Twitter wars and the Facebook wars that happen on the comment section, you will just exactly. see that. Such narrow-minded and sweeping remarks on something which is not even... Not they're supposed to do that, right? So it just doesn't uh, I think make any these, sense to me, to be honest. These has become...
2: <laughs> I think these has become more commons uh, since then the da- data has become cheaper. I think more, yeah. <laughs> more and more course, people have started uh, coming to on these platforms and like uh, talking shit about uh, the things which they yeah. don't even have uh, complete no information about. It.
1: Still, yeah. they are like thank not, you not Anbani.
2: Mr. Uh-huh. Anbani, if thank you're me. listening, thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I just had just one one last you know, question. It is just an abstract question regarding your experience of running a restaurant. So would you consider your foray into that business for you know the small amount of time that it was, would you consider it as a failed experiment? or if you would have been successful, then you would have carried on with it and you wouldn't have come to this line of finance. Would you say that? I mean no, what, would uh, have, what would have happened? It's a world of scenario.
2: See, uh, so like right from the very beginning, uh, I had one uh, thing very clear. So that was a plan that uh, I will start the cafe. I will bring it it on the track. And once like it will be uh, uh, totally working fine, I will hand over the management to someone else. And I will get back to my uh, education. Like I will complete this, uh, uh, my my education and will move towards the finance field. So it was uh, very short, right? right, uh, Starting before the... Like right before starting this uh, restaurant something. thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, talking yeah. about this like as a failed experiment. So I won't uh, say like it is completely a failed experiment. Because as I already yeah. said. That I came yeah. to learn a lot of uh, things. Yeah. Uh, in these last one and one and a half years. Uh, yeah. So basically not just uh, from my failures. But like as I, I told you. Like I was having a partner. Uh, so yeah. I came to learn a lot from Dave, from the person. From uh, the, the person who was managing with me. So uh, mm-hmm. he was actually elder elder than me. So basically, I came, I, I, mm-hmm. I came to learn a lot of a lot thing about him as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I would not say it is a completely failure thing. I yeah, I de- definitely le- get the experience and I get, definitely get the learnings. Yeah, that's good. See that, that is where you know
0: commendation is for you because you didn't let let it define you, right? And exactly. You basically you have, have you had an optimistic mind throughout, and you mm. just you know like a Goddamn Phoenix he rose up from the ashes and flowed to the world of finance, right? <laughs> is that right? Am I putting it in yeah. the right words?
2: <laughs> you can say that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know that's that's really good. I mean, commendation for you. We that is a commendable job. Thank you. So one <clears throat> so other question which uh, you know will naturally come to mind is like like we know that your foray and uh, into from have, being a restaurant owner to a financial analyst and uh, was you know had certain reasons that led you there but mm-hmm. uh, like you said you learned a lot from that job right you learned a yeah, lot yeah, from yeah. the people who you whom you worked with and from the mm-hmm. whole experience mm-hmm. so would you think that uh, the experiences that you had in that restaurant has somehow played a part in your work work being as good as it is as a financial analyst like is there any common denominator like because we always know that finance is a game of numbers right and exactly if you remove finance from any business it, the business becomes just you know buying and selling there's yeah. no yeah. future uh, there's no future proofing there's nothing right so exactly. i mean everyone anyone who doesn't understand the gravity of the importance of finance in a business is to be honest shouldn't be in that line of work should be you know doing something else so do you think that the experiences the, is there any common experiences which you can share See, So like a
2: common denominator you, between those jobs If you ask like a uh, like common thing between this cafe experience and this finance, yeah. so I would like to say like it's not just about the cafe, but like uh, yeah. in any business, like as you have already mentioned, like finance is a key thing for any business yeah so definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. there was there was a common denominator because like in the cafe, we were managing a lot of things, so like we were managing our stocks, we were managing like uh, like you can say average revenue per customer as well. So we were doing a a lot of things like we were checking our costs, we were checking our revenues, our rents and all. Mm -hmm. So it all comes under finance. So finance was something like Mm -hmm. we were uh, definitely uh, uh, the the same thing over there in the the cafe as well. But uh, Mm -hmm. like it gave me uh, one good thing is like uh, after a cafe, I, I get to know a perspective about the analysis part. So like, mm-hmm. uh, noting and reporting the number is one thing and analyzing those mm-hmm. numbers is a separate thing, like, uh, because mm-hmm. I have only told you like, like after one and a half year, I started realizing that this cafe thing is not going to work out. So I think that mm-hmm. is what uh, that thing that that whole decision came into my mind, just because of this analysis mm-hmm. part, I, I started realizing, like, even though, like, even though my, mm-hmm. uh, my, reach up to this point or like my revenue reach up to this point, still I'm not mm. going to earn enough uh, money, uh, the, the, the the amount which I have already invested and the time which I am wasting mm. over here, I don't think I will be able to mm. recover from here. So this whole thing was like a kind of analysis. So definitely I would say that there is a common thing. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's very good.
0: That's a really insightful thing that you just mentioned. I mean, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's very good.
1: Yeah, maybe like Kumar. analysis. Uh, Analysis helped you to understand that this business is not for you. Like that uh, knowledge helped you understand that. So that is mm. great, right? So that meant that you can have a future in a fina- as a financial analyst, maybe, right? Mm.
0: Mm. I just have one so, question which may, may not be a very good question, but. Yeah, he was saying. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, please.
2: No, actually, I was saying like, uh, it was not the uh, like after uh, analyzing the business, I don't realize that this business is not for me, basically what I realized is like this business is not going to generate enough profit and enough, uh, like, uh, Mm -hmm. to be very honest, enough cash in hands for both of us, like for the both the partners, that is what I realized. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's why I don't, I I, I make up my mind that there is no point of uh, investing any more uh, time into Mm -hmm. this. And rather than rather than like go uh, go to the uh, plan A, which was always the finance.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is that is what the you know the importance of analysis is. The it aids in decision making, leads to leads you to make better decisions. So yeah, coming back to my question, my question is, who
1: mm-hmm. would you
0: prefer, restaurant clients or financial analyst model clients?
2: Obviously, financial analyst model clients. <laughs> Now, see, it's like the, the, the restaurant is a past, so there is no point of uh, like giving any favor to the restaurant clients or restaurant thing any, anymore. So yeah, definitely the yeah. financial tomorrow. Especially when,
0: when they cannot give you review online, right? They can't give you like a bad review online.
2: <laughs> uh, no one
0: gives a shit about their review, right?
2: No, no, it's not like No one gives a shit. Like
1: basically, no. I mean, uh, if they post it, like I think there is more of a barrier review. between i think there's more of a barrier between clients that you get through a company rather than the clients in a restaurant right like the clients of a restaurant you yeah meet.
2: That, that, yeah, yeah that's good i mean exactly. that, that's right that that is the point basically because in the restaurant you will you get a lot of customer and uh, not every customer is same so basically you will definitely get those kind of people who uh, like right before entering into your restaurant they uh, they made up their mind like we are going to make some trouble so there you are going yeah. to uh, find those kind of people but in financial modeling so basically like here uh, like the people are com- very sophisticated like they all are professional mm-hmm. and like we are not mm-hmm. here like to just to uh, make 100 bucks or 200 bucks or like to do like mm-hmm. uh, such things so basically mm-hmm. over here like the work is com- uh, like the work uh, is completely different and the people are here completely different so they are very uh, they all are very professional. So mm-hmm. this review thing is not uh, doesn't matter here here at a lot actually like giving reviews online basically. But what what if they post a status
0: update naming you? Shyam Daga is not a very good analyst. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. no, yeah. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it is a hypothetical situation. Nothing like that will ever happen, and I we hope nothing like that will ever happen because that would mean trouble for me as well. Because I also handle a lot of clients, and if they go <laughs> around <laughs> giving me and my company, my family's company, bad reviews, it would be a lot of problem.
2: Exactly.
0: So, I hope that these <coughs> kind of things never happen. <laughs> so, Mr. Yeah, Vidal, right do you have any further like, questions?
1: Yeah, I mean, like right now, good, good and bad reviews are both amplified so quickly. Like, even yeah. uh, people on LinkedIn, when they post about uh, certain companies, for example, a certain like, you know, EduTech company was having a really bad uh, rep on LinkedIn, everybody was hating on the company. And it just like, put me off the company or forever. Right. So I guess so like these image things is on social media uh, gets amplified a lot, even if it's like a very vocal minority, uh, it still yeah. affects the image of the companies and stuff like that is very common.
2: Exactly. So basically like because in the company, especially like in analytical company where I'm working, we have uh, very few clients, very few, but large clients. So like if mm-hmm. even, a, even a single client uh, like gets uh, like turn out to be negative, like uh, giving a negative review. So that plays a yeah. very, very huge uh, role uh, mm-hmm. over the company's future uh, business and all. So yeah, so yeah. their reviews does matter if like if, because uh, the clients are basically very, very huge and very reputed. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, that, that's, that's the case. And I think the problem is with the algorithms that are at work, especially like if you take the Twitter Indian version of Twitter. I mean, if 25,000 people or even two and a half thousand people are tweeting about something, mm. it goes up on the trending section. I mean, does that make sense to you? I mean, mm-hmm. I could just start off, start some hashtag. Like uh, any hashtag, I mean, justice for uh, Harambe, that gorilla that was uh-huh. And uh-huh. If I could get, if I could get like two and a half thousand people to talk about
1: it, mm-hmm. next day it could
0: be on the news that Harambe was trending in India, and half uh-huh. of them won't even have an idea who Harambe <laughs> is, right?
1: I don't just think just, uh, really. these platforms, when they were built, they had India in mind. Like <laughs> if, if they had and India in the, mind and the kind of knowledge yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And they had the knowledge that, you know, 1% in India is this huge a number. Maybe they would have uh, changed the trend into something else.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, if you look at the current scenario in what the what the current talk of the town is, everyone knows that what the current talk of the town is. It's about that, you know, actor and, you know, about his girlfriend and all that. So, mm-hmm. I think there are other things that needs that that More attention. More
2: attention. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, well, it's a sad story. It's everywhere, not in India. One thing which I understood, which I got to know, you know, uh, with my experience abroad, was these kind of things are everywhere, just in some mm. other shape or form. Even mm. take racism, take casteism, take anything. Whatever the problem is, you think about India, corruption, anything. It's everywhere. It is pervasive because people are more or less the same. It's just that who is the minority, who is the majority.
2: And the majority's concerns are all, you know, always. Uh, in and the it's just, post. it's just like with the help of social media, it is like uh, now coming up uh, more like uh, to our notice earlier. Like yeah. they, they, these were present earlier as well. But like uh, yeah. right now these days, like it has become more common uh, to make something uh, trend, uh, like to get it tra- trending or something uh, with the help of the social media and all.
0: Because the, the thing is that earlier, I mean, when social media was not that big, I think if someone had racist or casteist or hateful or xenophobic tendencies, they tend to mm-hmm. keep it to themselves exactly. because maybe of some other because whoa, look or what might the other guy think of me?" But now, mm-hmm. since you just have to be in front of a screen with the keyboard mm-hmm. and essentially say any shit which comes to your mind, I think that's that's what the problem is that exactly. uh, it, we have normalized these kind of this kind of things this kind of behavior and every now and then (laughs) on social media I see people Mm. we should normalize this we should normalize this we should normalize this (laughs) normalize Normalize everything everything normalize everything does that will that help normalize things which should be normalized but anyway whatever happens happens man Mm -hmm. so last question Mr. Daga Mm. a very deep question a question riddled with uncontained possibilities. Are you mm-hmm. up for it? Would you like to uh, answer
2: sure. sure, let's see what's the question first.
0: Okay, Mr. Daga, <laughs> I would like you to define success for you. <laughs>
2: success? Yes, uh,
0: define success. Like, just, okay, just to give you a bit background on the question, success as in the current scenario, like what you see around you in your professional or personal life, Whatever you,
2: see, see, I, whatever you See, I I taking those. I will like to keep it very simple, like 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 as you have already said, like as per my experience and all. So yeah. I think the success is uh, nothing but like if you love what you are doing and if you truly enjoy like what you are uh, doing right now. But at the yeah. same time, you are earning enough uh, doing that particular work, like to maintain yeah. earning enough to maintain the center of life you have always dreamt about.
0: Yeah. So that is
2: uh, what the success is all about. Like if you uh, like you are w- w- uh, doing the work which you love, and you are g- yeah. getting uh, enough pay for that work, that is what this success okay. is. As for my definition,
0: fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Mr. Kumar, would you have any takeaways on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have uh, my definition of success is somewhat similar to his definition of success is that you know have the financial freedom to do what you want uh, mm-hmm. in a particular way, and mm-hmm. uh, Be happy, like, I mean, not just uh, with your work and like in general, have good relationships, Mm. have Mm. fulfilling relationships with people, have uh, like good leisure time and just chill. Yeah. Mm. I mean, work satisfaction is always there. uh, But apart from that, everything else has to be in sync as well for me. Mm. Right? See, hearing your
0: both of your definitions of success, I don't want to say mine now. Yeah, his was, you guys, his you guys definition of success part.
1: probably involves uh, you know flashy cars and uh, no 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 my definition of success, like I said, I gave you the background
0: before. Right now, as of this moment, my definition of success is surviving 2020 with my personal and professional life intact. <laughs>
1: That's <actually laughs> much better That's than true.
0: success than
1: ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: because <laughs> I cannot plan for like another five five years because. I had planned for the next 5 years but that was in 2019 oh. and now as as we know all the plans have gone kaput, everything has gone to up so my success right now is just surviving 2020. Just to survive right,
2: 2020.
0: Yeah and probably we will try and celebrate the end of this year together and, <laughs> let's, we'll and just, just we and only hope man. And just yeah, hope. We can uh, hope the next year
2: <laughs> the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, now it just makes you a bit scared of hoping anything, right? Like, it's, everything is a jinx. Don't say anything. Don't say that. Don't say this. It might jinx you something.
1: It is very exactly. funny.
0: It is very scary. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I go from, uh, like, it's hard being cooped up in a room and you go from one emotion to another very quickly, like, you know, from, yeah. from absolute motivation to absolute, you know, cynicism that, okay, nothing will change. And Okay, no, yeah. uh, I, will, <laughs> I will eat on time and I will sleep on time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ma- makes you think that you're bipolar or something. Because that happened yeah. to me a lot of times during this, during this quarantine and all that, right? So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, I think that about wraps it up for today. So,
1: yeah, so yeah th- thank happy. you.
0: I think we had a very good discussion. We got to know who is Ms. Shion Daga. What is Shivam Daga and why is Shivam Daga?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you. And I think Shivam Daga also had a very good understanding of
2: who we are.
0: Of like myself. He knows, of course. He knows, of course. He knows better yes. than most people who I am. Who I am. And no, actually, Soda
2: I came to know about Vedant first time. Right? No, yeah,
1: so
2: about me. Was... <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. we were friends there from from, the, from a very long time. But I was talking about Vedant, yeah. so I came to know. Okay. okay, him okay. Sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, fun meeting you and talking to you about stuff. Maybe we can uh, you know do this another time as well. Yeah, maybe we another episode,
0: another season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> season two, the return,
0: the return of Shivam Daga. <laughs> Bigger, badder, better. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. See, I already have the title in my mind right now. That's
2: good for the next. Okay. Season. Thank
0: you, thank you, Shivam Daga, for this discussion. Thank you, thank you so
2: much, Hamza. Uh, thank you, Vedan
1: thank you for everything yeah, thank you thank you it was great thank having you me.
0: for being such a lovely co-host and thank you all for tuning into food for thought podcast see you again